Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation and I'm your host, Peter Tong. A very happy new year to all of our listeners. I hope you had a wonderful holiday break. What are the chances of me being on holiday in a small Mexican surfing town, Sayulita in Mexico, and bumping into one of my radio guests without knowing they were going to be there? Well, it's actually happened twice. Uh, Richard London, uh, who was on the show about six weeks ago, I met in a little coffee shop uh, in downtown Sayulita, and James Gilliland of the Aseti Ranch at a beautiful eco-village that's being set up in uh, Sayulita. It's uh, just incredible the way spirit is working in our lives and bringing us all together at uh, key moments. And, and today's show is going to be another one of those opportunities for us all to get a real insight and connection to the year 2012. As my guest today is Denise Johnson, otherwise known as Ocean of Clarity. And as she's going to be giving us clear messages today, I'm going to be calling her Clarity on the show. And we've had a number of uh, people sending questions uh, that we invited people to do to, to ask questions specifically about the year 2012 and what we can expect. And the Clarity will be tuning in to the Master shortly to assist us in getting some understanding and clarity about, about our, our future. So it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity for us. And there's still opportunity actually to send a question in. If you have a question that you would like uh, Clarity to address during this show, if you're listening live, and do feel free to send an email to descendingdove, that's D-E-S-C-E-N-D-I-N-G-D-O-V-E, or one word, descendingdove, at gmail.com. And if you want to send a question, which is not uh, a personal question, but one that will be of general interest, or the answer will be of general interest, then please uh, feel free to send a message right now, or in, within the next uh, half an hour or so. So, Clarity, welcome to the show. Thank you, Peter. I'm delighted to be your guest today. It's great to have you back, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what uh, what you have to say or what the Masters have to say through you uh, for 2012. But before we do that, I'd love you just to uh, let our listeners know how all this uh, opened up for you and how you uh, started this journey of, of channeling information from the Masters. Thank you. We'll say that it started with a surprise. The entire journey um, has been and still is a surprise for me. 
Um, the big um, impactful event was about six years ago when I was diagnosed with uterine cancer, third stage, and they gave me three months to live without surgery. And then there were many surgeries that followed, complications, coma, cardiac arrest, you name it. And during that time, I was blessed with a very vivid and profound near-death experience. And it was in the white light when I prayed um, for my family that... Uh, I met the beings that I call the Ascended Masters. This is more than I could count. You know, they filled the sky. And they spoke to me and had mentioned that um, when I was 18, I was supposed to start the readings, and I had forgotten, and it was kind of a wake-up call, and I had the choice. I could either move forward into the light, or I could return and be a, a voice box for their messages. And that they said that they've always been connected to us. Uh, we're connected through the heart chakra, the very center of spirit, through universal mind, and that their role and their function has always been to provide clarity for humanity. And that must have been a bit of a, shock, a double shock. On one hand, you think you're almost about to die, and then on another hand, you're getting this incredible uh, connection taking place. It's been a lot of trust. I don't <laughs> think that I could have done this without the depth of the near-death experience. And then, you know, the first day that I was released out of the hospital, um, within three hours, the first person showed up for a reading, and they had traveled quite some way. It's all been quite miraculous. And in that moment, that was, that was the big falling into trust was, well, I don't know how all this works, but, you know, I had this experience, so I'm just going to sit here and step aside and see what happens. And um, as with all the readings and the messages, you know, I didn't remember a thing and come to afterwards and the person seemed deeply moved and touched by the messages and it just kind of has gone from there. And I actually, you know, I, I don't know how, I'm, how I connect with people, how all that works. I feel that the Ascended Masters and the Angels, they make it all happen, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and people will experience that as you speak during the course of this program in terms of the change in your voice and the even the change in personality that comes through you when you're addressing uh, different questions. So how do you actually get yourself into the space or the re required um, situation for you to be able to channel this, this information? Okay, thank you. My process begins with a type of formal meditation practice called Shamatha meditation. Um, Chogyam Trumper Rinpoche, the founder of Shambhala International, is my root teacher, and this meditation comes down through his lineage. And it's very simple. It's basically following the out-breath, um, like this, you know, blowing out thoughts and ideas, just thinking. So I do that. I take my seat. I straighten my spine. I take um, three deep exhales out. This opens my third eye. And then uh, whatever I'm feeling or thinking, and with those breaths, I'm releasing them all as just thinking. This, this puts me um, in a state where my mind goes still. And then I call it falling into the shower. I become very aware of my spine and... How can I say the sensation is of falling off a cliff into the center of the spine, and then I see the white light. And then at that moment, I feel my crown chakra opens, my, my, um, the T-zone in my face goes numb, and there's a lot of pressure on my head, and that's when I know that we have our connection and the Ascended Masters are ready to start speaking. Wow. And have you already <laughs> done that? Yeah, it's happening right now. My, um, I, there's a lot of pressure on the head. My T-zone, meaning my forehead going down to my nose, has gone completely numb. So you're ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I've got a, a whole bunch of different questions that people have uh, sent in or, or spoken to me or, or, or offered uh, these pieces. And so I'd love to, uh, to begin if you're ready. Oh, thank you, Peter. Whenever you're ready, we're ready. Great. So the first one actually is, is more to do with my experiences with people over the course of 2011, which was a tough year for 
a lot of people, um, particularly those people who were on the conscious path and opening up and awakening to spirit, uh, where the rest of their families were not. And so they almost became uh, alienated with their families and, and it caused a great deal of distress. And, and I think uh, Christmas was probably a, a bit of a culmination of that when you're all together as a family and you're observing the way others are behaving, which somehow seems to be uh, in denial or lacking authenticity. And, and, and so the question is, how is that going to play out in 2012? Is it going to continue in the same way? Or are there going to be more people waking up? What, what, what insights can we gather from the Masters about relationships with those on the path and those not yet there in 2012? Yes, okay, thank you. So this is an interesting time where we start to see a real divide in people, um, and this is showing through consciousness. For example, we will see many... Um, Grocery stores, one's in the same parking lot. One grocery store is health food and organic. The other grocery store is the same old way as the past. And when we look at the parking lot, there's two completely types of cars parked there, aligned with the different stores, and that there's two different energetic vibrational beings that are entering in through the two doorways. So that while we are coexisting, it's almost like there's another dimensional doorway that's opening up and the beings of different vibrational frequencies will be gathered to their own like, if you will, um, so that we'll see that um, in terms of consciousness uh, embodied on, on the physical being, that there becomes more a divide between those that are asleep and those that are awake. They feel that the number of people that are experiencing even spontaneous awakening right now is phenomenal, that there are so many beings from all of the realms that are either incarnate or around in the, you know, peeking through the veil to watch this. And they're also talking about um, the hundredth monkey. And they're saying that because of the escalation of the energies now supporting us moving into the new time, that the hundredth monkey has actually gone down to like the tenth monkey. One person in ten increasing personal vibration will have effect in all the people around them. Now, keep in mind that when this happens, we begin to create a bit of a disharmony in relationships and things with the way that they've been, the established uh, energy relationships, the established patternings of the way that we interact with each other. So that um, as those of us that are, are experiencing ascension, this will be uh, more rapid now. And what we're finding is, is that some people in our family are treating us as though we've died, that they've actually mourned us and grieved us and, and said goodbye to us. Other family members may become very angry because we're threatening their idea of who we are. And as that happens, it threatens their sense of self. Um, in other families, there will be an embracing that we will see parents, grandparents, older generations that have been very rigid and firm suddenly communicating with younger people or another member of the family that's had an epiphany or an understanding and saying, wow, I never looked at it like that way before and having an, an, an instant and immediate energy increase. So we're going to see that this is becoming very extreme between those that are actually fighting to remain asleep those that are awakening without knowing what's happening, and those that are embracing conscious acceleration. So another question then comes from, from someone who's asking the question about those who are awake and those that are doing the work and, and bringing messages through and doing the light work. What, what information do the masters have for those people? 
Okay, to uphold their strengths, the daily contemplation is to contemplate what they are not, meaning they are not their body, they are not their ideas, they are not their clothes, they are not their identity, they are not their family, they are not their issues, they are not their dietary patterns, they are not their spiritual beliefs. And so by going through and removing what we are not, it helps these individuals to stay connected to spirit, to stay strong in their virtuous activity, and to not be swayed by fears and insecurities of others. And that for many people, walking on the path of service and giving spirit to service family becomes very difficult. And in some instances, some would say, my family keeps me from doing my work. To which the Ascendant Masters would say, remember, you're not your family. Remember, you're not your responsibilities. Remember, you're not your obligations. You're not your, your morality. You're not your belief systems. And through this, you can start to remove pressure that could be placed on the self or upon the self by other family members, societal expectations, and so on. Okay, there's more. So does, actually, I'm going to have to cut you off there, uh, Clarity, but we can come back to this same question when we return. We've got to take our first break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And I'm getting all these chills around <laughs> me right now. There's a big energy building as uh, I, I talk here with uh, Clarity about uh, 2012. And I've already had a couple of great questions come in uh, from current listeners on the show. So feel free to send me an email to descendingdove at gmail.com right now. And, uh, and we'll try and address your questions if we can to, to Clarity. Before we move back to Clarity, though, just a reminder of my own website, www.petertongue.com. Um, I've just put out my January newsletter, which uh, has an article about the Holy Thorn Tree, which is a really important aspect of our landscape zodiac work uh, here in Victoria. And I'm going to bring that up later on with, with Clarity. And also uh, www.myheartcenteredjourney.com. And we have our Ambassadors of Light class actually tomorrow evening at 530 
And I'm going to be talking about all the real authentic issues of Christmas and what that is really all about, which my belief is it's to do with the opportunity every year for all of us to connect with and open up to our own Christ consciousness within. And this year, I believe, is the key year for this process to unfold beautifully for us. So, Clarity, before the break, you were, you were addressing a question about um, those people who are awake and wakening up um, and the messengers and the light workers and, and some support and information for them. Okay, thank you. The second part of the um, information had to deal with the understanding that spirit is located in the body, that it's not separate from us, and that therefore the universal consciousness, the one mind of spirit, is available to us at all the time. So that some days, even if we think that we're confused, if we get still and find a moment to go quiet, we'll see that spirit is not separate, that we do have the answers inside. And so all people that are out there in this world connecting with spirit, working for spirit, your reminder is spirit is not without, it's within. Therefore, you always have your strength. Thank you. Beautiful, thank you. So the message that just came in actually is really important because, Clarity, I'm, I'm having this experience with people in our group as they're waking up to this deeper level of being. And this is from Sandy. And she's essentially saying that all the way you just described your um, tuning in to the Masters, she has also experienced and, and this sense or feeling that this energy is coming through. So the question then is, um, in this New Year period, is this going to get stronger and uh, working up to a completely free and open communication with an energy or a being that, that is going to come through and help others through her. They're telling us that because spirit is at the center of every single human heart, every single human being has access to complete and full universal consciousness information and all the other awarenesses that are linked in through the Christ consciousness or spirit. So they're saying that the ascended masters are connected to every single human being through the heart chakra. They're saying that every single human being has spirit in the center of the heart, the universal awakeness, and that through that place we are all connected and we share universal mind. So that every single human being on this planet has the potential and the opportunity to A, fully awaken the spirit within the body, B, through that connect with the mind of the Ascended Masters. They're not separate from us. Thank you. And in terms of dropping into that space, I guess one of the biggest issues is getting the monkey mind to become still. Yes, and the Ascended Masters would say that the number one factor to really opening up the heart and accessing spirit is motivational factor. Selfless service. Service for service's sake. For no reason other than to be of benefit to others, that there's no personal interest involved there in any way. That is the direct doorway, cultivating that motivation. That's the doorway into the center of opened heart. I'm chucking away here, Clarity, because we actually have our Capricorn workshop on Sunday, and, and the higher level of Capricorn is the recognition that the ambition that Capricorn normally has, which is to climb the material mountain when you get to the top, is the realization that, in fact, it's the wrong mountain, and there's another mountain, which is the spiritual mountain, which is about selfless service, which, of course, is what Christ exemplified, is what the unicorn actually represents in the, in the kingdom. 
of uh, selfless service to benefit others for no other reason than it's, than it's the right thing to do. Perfect. Absolutely. They said that the Ascended Masters, as well as many forces of love and light throughout the universe, that when they hear that arising from a human heart, they come. So another question, which again relates to people who are actually here doing the work and, and tuning in and raising vibrational frequency and consciousness, this question is more specifically to do with location. It's to do with, um, should I be, if I'm going to be someone who's involved in sort of supporting humanity, am I better off being in the countryside, in seclusion? Am I better off being in the city where there's lots of people? What's, what's the ideal uh, place to put yourself uh, if you're trying to support and help uh, consciousness raising on the planet? The Ascended Masters agree with Edgar Casey when he suggested that a 20-minute walk to town would be ideal. <laughs> okay. Okay. How about a 20-minute drive? <laughs> <laughs> they said that works too, although at some point fuel might be an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they would suggest that in the event of a fuel shortage that people had set up a cooperative network whereby, you know, that we can pool gas and then if we need to take a trip to tra town, we can combine our resources. One person can go and we can all pool in together. Right. So there are some, some practical things that we should be paying attention to uh, during the course of this year. Absolutely. Um, they're talking about radiation blowing from Japan and that we should all be taking seaweed, whether we're eating it, boiling it with our food, or taking capsules. They would ask that every single person on the planet at this time begin taking seaweed, that the, that the salts and the minerals, that they support the central nervous system, and that the natural existing iodine protects from radiation in the body. Now, another thing that we can take is um, the supplement called chlorella. This takes heavy metals and it binds with them and passes out the body and it also will absorb any radiation and pass it out of the body. So these, these two things are very important for health at this time. Okay, are there other practical things that people can be doing? Absolutely. Everybody should have at least one month of stored food, um, old-fashioned canning or um, what's really good to you are dried beans and legumes and seeds that we can sprout and eat the live sprouts and get the live enzymes, uh, water purification tablets. Um, and again, I'm seeing radiation and that uh, we should be taking precautionary steps to make sure that we have um, addressed this for our food source, for our water like this. Um, so they would say, look for things that you can sprout and eat live. Um, look for ways of making, of, of being sure that you're, that you're ingesting clean water. And look for ways to have alternate power sources. Don't rely so heavily on gasoline and oil. So I just would chip in there because I, I have a, a slightly different view than most people, as I do in many ways, about <laughs> radiation, because I know from my work with alchemy that uh, radioactivity is actually an, an essential ingredient in the alchemical process. So mm -hmm. what is important to know is very low levels of radioactivity are actually beneficial to our health. And so we yeah. can consciously make the connection to that, uh, that radioactive decay program uh, to assist us in awakening ourselves to a higher level of awareness, actually. Obviously, because we're so far away, we're not going to be exposed to large doses of it, but we can certainly work with it and tune into it, just like we can with the consciousness of the sun, with the consciousness of the radioactive particles to assist us rather than to hurt us. Yes, just saying that Earth is a body, 
um, it's a feminine body, and that the radiation, that there's no mistakes, and that given in doses, it's actually very good for the planet. It kills off a lot of disease, um, a lot of pestilence. So they said that, in a sense, we could say that Earth has, has arranged to give herself chemo, and yes. that at this time, um, Earth consciousness is really taking a look at um, nurturing her systems. And we'll see this reflected in people. Many people suddenly begin to nurture their body. That um, what's going on with humanity and the people will be a reflection also of what's going on within the Earth system. And, and um, another question, and this is nice the way things are just flowing here, because you just raised the question of uh, the feminine nature of the Earth. And one of the questions that, that, that was asked was about the consciousness uh, shifting towards the more female uh, energy and the, the relationship between the female and the male energies, the, the conscious male energy and the unconscious female energy, and that relationship, what needs to happen there in terms of our co-creation with the planet in the future. Yes. Okay, so they're saying that just like with, um, with, with, the, with, light, like with light and shadow, of course, that the male-female balance and that we're part of a whole, and so when we work together, things have a wholeness, that they're more successful, that they flow. And as we're moving forward into the age of the co-creative divine feminine, it's not about negating our male. It's actually about women connecting with their male energy, which is activity. So women getting busy in the world. With men, they're getting in touch with their intuition and their emotion. We'll see many men staying home and raising children while the women are going to work. Um, so that this shift will last for about 25 years. Now, on a greater level, just like the solar flares from the sun, this is male energy, male heart energy supporting Earth's transition into the fifth dimension. So this will be played out in humanity and men um, giving their support to women as they need to go forward and take more of a front stage to become more vocal. So men in, in, um, are going to be asked to play roles of support to the women around them and to understand that this movement into the light age cannot happen without the male support, that it's critical, and that the cosmic reflection of this right now is the solar flares, the sun being the male energy and, and the heat, and it's supporting Earth as she's going through transition. One of the things that I've become aware of in, in recent time is, is, is the whole notion of Lilith, the, the wild woman who lives in the forest, and the requirement in the future for the male energy to allow Lilith to be free to make her own choices and decisions. But in, in that step, there's also a huge responsibility that comes with that for Lilith herself. So when you use the word support from the male, that's exactly the way I see this unfolding as it needs to go. Yes, and then, um, you know, the Senate masters, they would say to women everywhere is that uh, what the world needs now is not angry feminism. It needs compassionate, nurturing, feminine wisdom. And that this is part of it. Absolutely, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> so uh, a question that has come through, and I'm not quite sure how, how much we want to go into this, is about the fake fear that's being created on the planet to keep us trapped in fear. What, what, are, your, what are your responses from the Masters on that one? Oh, they're very happy to comment on that. They said, you know, you must understand that the nature of a dark age is misinformation, self-serving, um, uh, and ignorance. 
and that the Maya were very excited about this age and time and that people prayed to be born here, to be celebrating this, and that only in a dark age would they take a moment of celebration and turn it into a cause of fear. That's just another indicator that we have been in a long, lonely, desperate dark age. And so by getting us to focus with the fear, it's a way that the age is trying to perpetuate itself. So the Ascended Masters would say to everyone, even if you believe all the doomsday prophecies, still have a birthday cake, still welcome in the light age, light a candle, make a celebration, make a prayer for someone else, because the more that we collectively focus our attention on the light in this world, meaning the goodness, the kindness, the generosity, the honesty, the giving, the more quickly and smoothly and easily we slide into this whole new epoch and age for humankind. And we are evolving. This is all part of our evolution and that the age of light is dawning. So they would say that the misinformation to perpetuate fear about 2012 and this whole time is dark energy looking to perpetuate itself at a time when it's actually being phased out. And then they said, you know, if you take a look at hornets, Right around in the late fall, just before they died, they get really busy and really aggressive. Isn't that exactly what's happening with dark energy on the planet at this time? Absolutely, yeah. So that's a perfect little time to come to our next break, Clarity, and we'll take that break now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. On our first show of the new year, we have... Ocean of Clarity, Denise Johnson, bringing information through from the Masters about uh, what we can expect to take place in 2012 and how we can best prepare ourselves for it. And I know, Clarity, at least two members of uh, my community have had readings with you recently, which went extremely well, and you brought through tremendous insights for them. So if anybody would like to have a, a reading with you, how can they make contact with you? Oh, thank you. 
They can uh, find me on the Internet at www.oceanofclarity.com or send me an email at oceanofclarity at gmail.com, and then we can begin to discuss when to connect, how to connect, etc. I tell everybody that I'm the mail lady. I have mail for everyone. It's just a matter of who wants to come and pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Great. And one of those people I know uh, had a, uh, sent a question in, and, and it was specifically about the landscape zodiac work that we are doing here in Victoria. But, but the landscape zodiac work actually applies worldwide, really, um, because we should be working with our earth landscape wherever we live. But she was asking specifically about the landscape zodiac work that we've been doing here in Victoria, and also uh, how we how we can see that emerging or the significance of it in 2012. Oh, wonderful. The Ascendant Masters are very happy um, to comment on this and I really encourage you forward with the work on this, Peter. They're saying that the landscape zodiac is a system to enlightenment and that information changes from a dark age to a light age. So in a dark age, um, they've taken the zodiac and said, if you are born under this sign, you are subject to be ruled by these qualities taking away free will and choice. Now, with the landscape zodiac, you're bringing the light back into this saying, you are not bound. This is a system for complete enlightenment. We are all aspects of the zodiac. And they're saying that as you begin to work with the zodiac, more and more landscape zodiacs will be found around the planet, that earth consciousness herself is going to be responding, and that they tend to um, come up on energy circles. Um, or energy points, if you will, and that in another way, their locations are often not separate from where crop circles are selected for placement. And so that they will be found on energies of great energy, which will open up the third eye for people. Um, To go through the 12 phases of the landscape zodiac is a karmic purification. And when that happens, if we use our purification to arouse the, the wish to benefit others, through your system, you can bring people into full and complete enlightenment. Wow, okay. <laughs> we'll do that then, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> they said you have so much support from so many realms, so many messengers will come, and that you're going to see that all the, the horoscope systems, astrological systems through time, that they all apply to the landscape zodiacs that you've uncovered and are working with. Now, they would also say that the work that you've done in Victoria um, has served to move out a lot of dark energy as well as a lot of um, beings that were trapped between the realms. And so that there's certain places in Victoria that are portals of energy where one can access dimensions, universal consciousness, and what you're doing as you're going through the zodiac is that you're reawakening these so that the very ground herself is sighing with relief. It certainly feels that way when we when we go out into the landscape. It certainly feels as if there's a there's an awakening, there's an enlivening, there's a co-creation, conscious co-creation taking place between the people and the land and the animals and the birds and so on. That's right. So they say that when you're engaged in this process, you're actively anchoring heaven on earth. You're awakening the spirit in the body, but you're also awakening to earth consciousness. Sounds perfect. <laughs> Thank you. They fully and, and, encourage you to keep going, and they hope that this work that this work would spread all over the planet. Oh, wow! Wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll aim for that. 
And I just mentioned the, the birds and the animals, and we were having a, a little chat before the show about the birds. And uh, so I'd love to hear what the masters would say about 2012 and what is happening with the animals and the birds and the planet itself um, and, and, the, and the plants and flowers and, and just basically the, the other elements of, of the planet as well as the human kingdom. Yes, they're saying that through divine consciousness or unity consciousness or higher consciousness, primordial consciousness, awakened consciousness, and again, they're showing me the golden radiance at the center of the heart. So I'm going to use the word spirit to sum that up, okay? Through spirit, everything is connected and that there is a divine onenessness of consciousness. Every single particle of life has awareness. So what you're seeing is that as the human beings are awakening and the hearts are opening and the heart of service is being cultivated, so are all the life forms on the planet. And that we're not separate. And that this is going to be part of the understanding that we're coming into, that we can actually integrate this and realize this within our bodies is that we are not separate from this marvelous ecosystem. Our body is part of it, and that we share a relationship, a unified consciousness with the entire ecosystem as part of planetary consciousness. They're saying that birds could be seen to be representative of spirit. And so by the gathering of birds, this is representative of how many beings are coming into spirit, that, that they're fully awakening to their full, unlimited potential. Wow. So then the birds are a call that's saying, wake up your spirit. So it's really important in, 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 that, in whatever work we're doing to pay attention to what the birds and animals are doing, actually. Absolutely, and you're going to feel it in your heart. And they said, too, that as new illnesses arise on the planet, everybody will say, oh, the age of disease is upon us. They'd say, look, the earth is growing new medicine as we speak. Everything that we need is provided for on this planet. How? Because the trees, the grass, they all have divine consciousness, too. Thank you. And this is the meaning of we're not separate. So a uh, slightly different topic, um, and that's there's been a lot of discussion, again, in, uh, in all the different 2012 uh, in pieces of information about disclosure uh, and more exposure to the general public of extraterrestrial life. And second follow-up question, if that is indeed the case, uh, will it be a supportive uh, type of connection if that, in fact, occurs? Yeah. Okay, so now they start with um, that enlightenment goes beyond any physical form, whether a physical form from this planet or what we would consider alien physical form. In regards to alien presence, they said, well, you know, it's always been to the point where they don't even call it alien anymore. They said that they've been here for so long that a lot of things in the system have erupted the way they have through their influence and that perhaps they are interested in our evolutionary process, and perhaps that for the experiment to be unaffected and unaltered, it needs to not be known that it's being watched. And this is being reflected in quantum sciences. So they're saying that on one level, they don't want us to know that we're being watched and observed because they don't want to influence. On the other hand, they want us to know that they're here that they are our overseers, that they're protectors, and that they are part 
of the illumination of the information. Now, in regards to contact, no contact, they said that that's not 100% sure, that they would prefer that we were not paying attention to them. They said that if contact happened, it would be in the event of an all-out world war, and that at this time is not written in stone. So they said that it's impossible to say. A lot of it will be determined through the choices that we make as humanity. In the meantime, they're in the background, they're watching, but because of the state of panic in the world, they also want to give us a reassurance. So there's a bit of a dichotomy between we don't want you to know we're here, and yet we want to alleviate your suffering and tell you that we're here, don't worry. <laughs> so they're saying that the crop circles are kind of like the middle ground between those two ends. Right. And I think, again, from, from my understanding, the key thing is where our consciousness lies is, is, is if it's going to be supportive, it's going to be because we are tuned into the higher vibrations where that support will come from. It's, again, it's the fear that brings us down into the lower vibrations that is, that is the problem. So it's, it's really focusing on our higher, higher vibrational frequencies all the time. Absolutely. And they said that if they were going to teach us one thing, it would be that we're not the body that we all have a consciousness that goes beyond the limit of our physical body. So that the body, you know, is a limitation in, in one sense to us and also to them because there is a universal, more dynamic part of us that transcends the body also and that we share that in common. Great. Let's talk about December 21st, 2012, which has had an incredible focus on it. Uh, what are the Masters saying about that day and what life will be like the following day? December 22nd, 2012. They're saying a lot of people will go through a spontaneous awakening and opening of the heart. Um, a lot of people will burst through limitations in their personal practices and spiritual development. A lot of people will cry that day and not be able to understand why it's the heart opening. There is something cosmically aligning on that day that brings about our shifting into open heart. Many Many, many people, their hearts will open on that day. Many, many people will suddenly be able to see that the trees are, in fact, alive. So they're saying that what it's bringing forth is another uh, dissolving of a barrier that we were experiencing in our human form about the true nature of reality. And so they're saying that what we could also then say is that over the course of a month from that date, we would see that many people wake up. So you're not yeah. seeing it as a disaster as a disaster day at all. No, I'm seeing it a day where a lot of people may um, suddenly feel like they've been reborn, may suddenly feel like there's no barriers, may suddenly understand that they're part of the ecosystem, may suddenly understand that everything is as substantial as a rainbow, may suddenly start to think, "Wow, it's a beautiful planet. I haven't seen enough of it yet." Like this, may actually look at a child and see a master. Uh, so they're saying that it's going to affect uh, perception, but that for many people it meant that the veil that was obscuring the beauty of the true nature of reality gets lifted, and people may feel like they're present on the planet for the very first time. So the Ascended Masters would say, this date then is an opportunity to return to the innocence of our childhood and to see the planet with a child's eyes, the wonder, the magic, the mystery, the beauty, and the lack of separateness. So that on that date, a lot of people will be experiencing a melting away of their fears. Wow, what a beautiful uh, vision that is for December 21st, 2012. 
Clarity, we've got to go to our uh, next break, so we'll take that break now and we'll return with Ocean of Clarity. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, and I'm your host, Peter Tung. It's a reminder that there is still an opportunity to go to Egypt with Finbar Ross and myself. The last two weeks of February, we're getting down to closing dates, but uh, there's still an opportunity to go. So if you want to look into that journey, www.CelticMysticalJourneys.com and go to the, click on the Egypt and you will see all the information you need to know about. And please do feel free to contact me directly on descendingdove at gmail.com if you have an interest in coming to Egypt with us uh, in the second two weeks of February, which is connecting through Valentine's Day, the sacred feminine and the beautiful loving energy of Mother Earth. And I have with me today Denise Johnson, Ocean of Clarity, who is giving us an insight into the energies of 2012. And I asked her before the break about December 21st, 2012, with respect to the human being, and now I'd love to ask you clarity about how December 21st, 2012 is going to be worked out for Mother Earth herself, for the planet itself. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. They said that Mother is on a healing journey, that Mother has had cancer. Uh, with cancer comes chemo, and then comes a whole new healing journey. And we're going to see signs of that coming through. They're expecting that we're going to start seeing a lot more plant life up in the Arctic and that the permafrost is melting and that this is going to give way to our origins. And it's almost in a way like Mother Earth herself giving us more um, um, look into our past history and our relationship with her. Um, they said that she's intent on regrowing her trees so that we may see some volcanic ash blowing around and this is not to harm the people. This is to regrow the trees. And we can help this process by every single person on the planet planting a tree. Red maple grows three times more oxygen than the rest. They said that, know that the Earth Mother loves us, 
that humanity are like single cells in her body, and she wants to have beautiful, healthy proliferation of cells. She doesn't want to destroy the cells in her body. So we need to change the way that we're viewing our relationship with her and that she would express that she loves us. She provides everything that we need. She nurtures, and she wants us to thrive and be happy. And that this would be the big message from the planetary consciousness that's coming through with human beings and that we're going to see that the reflection of this is many people will start a new healing journey in their life. Many people will get in touch with emotions. Many people will start to nurture and grow their relationships with others. And this will be a reflection of the way that the Earth Mother herself begins to awaken on that date in regards to her healing, her recovery, and the regrowth of systems. Thank you. I had a, an interesting question about the Occupy movement, which uh, occurred this year, beginning with the Wall Street, Wall Street Occupy movement, and that uh, appeared in some ways to have fizzled out. Um, but tell us uh, what, what is uh, potentially happening with the Occupy movement in 2012. Phase one was we do not agree Phase two is information, illumination. And so they're showing me many Internet hackers putting out confidential information blatantly through email, on the news, through WikiLeaks, all these sorts of things, that there's going to be a new level of illumination on previous what could be seen dark energy patterns of behavior. And then with that comes the understanding that with knowledge lies responsibility. So it's okay to pretend that it's not happening when we don't know for sure and we're just suspecting. But when the light has been shed and we know for sure, individuals all over the world are being called into personal responsibility. And with that also comes the word accountability. So that will be step two. They said uh, the release of information and the call to personal accountability. And the people that are calling for accountability have assumed personal responsibility. So they said that um, they also suspect that a youth movement is going to rise up out of this that's global. Um, there's a big spotlight showing on Australia and that the young people that have grown up in this system, in this planet, are the ones that have the solutions on what to do. And we need to go back to our young people. We need to talk to them and to ask what they feel are solutions. This is our success in the future. And another question which is related from the other side, actually, to this is the actual actions and activities of the corporate world and their environmental accountability. And the question was specifically about protecting the forest. You just talked about the trees and Mother Earth, protecting the forests on the West Coast, for example, as, as an example. But the corporate world and, and, and that uh, environmental accountability. What they're going to do is raise the cost of food and gas so high that we're all going to be preoccupied on our living expenses. And this is going to be their way to try to divert our attention from them back on our own life again. So they said this is the way that the dark energy will probably try to turn this around, get everybody really worried and stressed about finances and fuel. So don't be surprised about this. Okay. 
But what about the financial situation in the world, worldwide, with all the uh, stuff that happened at the end of 2011, with all the concerns still present about Europe and, and the US and, and so on? Um, what did the masters say about the financial situation in 2012? Well, they're saying that the financial pressure for all the people around the world is being created by an outside body that wishes to have authority over humanity, that wishes to keep us stressed out and too busy to look up and question who's in charge. So once we understand that we've been sat upon all this time, then we can start to accept that, well, perhaps our struggle has been imposed upon us. See, this is all very dangerous for the people that are doing the sitting. So they said that, you know, you must trust that most things that are existing in the world as structures are by design. And that even coming out of um, a dark energy system, there will still be an essence of light. And that light was created through dark matter collapsing on itself. So as more pressure gets put upon these things, these individuals in charge that are creating so much suffering they will go out of their way to create more pressure. But as they do so, they will get um, a backfired response because the pressure only builds more light. So they said that, therefore, we are not to lose our focus on an enlightened age for humanity, an enlightened civilization. And we're to understand that... Um, any types of further restrictions or pressures are just dark energy looking to perpetuate itself where it knows it's about to die. And we're to use the pressure to stimulate us further into pure intention, pure motivation and service. And in this way, the light as a force, it cannot be stopped. What will happen is other people will join and the movement will grow. So, Clarity, we're actually amazingly at the end of the show. <laughs> so I'd like to give you and the Masters the opportunity to make a final closing summary statement uh, in terms of the state of 2012 and, and our world. Thank you so much. Okay, the message is you are on the planet at this time because Spirit chose to have a body, to be here, to witness, to experience. And even when you think you're confused, Spirit is not. So get in touch with your heart. Spirit resides in there, and it talks to you through the body. If you're living in an area where you think you should move, chances are you probably should. If you're a man in your life who's having difficulties in communication with the woman in your life, be more supportive to her and help her move her vision forward. Everything will get better. Understand also that spirit is not separate. It's within ourselves. Still the mind, open the heart, spirit you will find. Then they said to understand, too, that this, um, this year all the cosmic dates and alignments are moving us forward into the third stage of humanity. This is about evolution. So no matter what's happening, let us give thanks for our precious human body that we get to be here, experience this living system, and witness our journey into the third and more evolved aspect of humanity on earth so clarity i've got to cut you off right there is the perfect time to do so thank you so much for giving this incredible insight it's been a wonderful show you can go and find clarity at www.oceanofclarity.com god bless you clarity and thank you so much thank you and happy new year <laughs> 
So next week, my guest is Jim Self, who's a wonderful alchemist, and he'll be talking about the way in which our third, fourth, and fifth dimensional world is shifting and integrating and some specific tools that you can work with to help yourself navigate through this really interesting, wonderful, but sometimes challenging times. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Lots of wonderful information. Looking forward to a great year. It's going to be wonderful, and we'll continue working with you through it as we go. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Have a wonderful week. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.